You're listening to the Your Knee, Your Health podcast. I'm your host, Adam Rosen. I'm a fellowship-trained, board-certified orthopedic surgeon who specializes in knee replacement. Here I'll talk to you about common knee complaints and other orthopedic issues. We'll cover other important health-related topics, all of which are meant to helpfully answer some of your questions and help improve the quality of your life. Thanks for listening, and on with the next episode. Hello and welcome back. This is Adam Rosen, and you're listening to the Your Knee, Your Health podcast. So in today's episode, I want to talk to you about actually one of the most common um, disabilities and one of the most common reasons for lost days at work. And actually, I thought I talked about this, but looking back, I really haven't covered this in a whole episode, although I may have briefly mentioned um, some of these things. And what that is, is low back pain. So low back pain is actually the most common disability uh, worldwide. And there can be two major um, sort of ways to classify this. If we discuss this as acute, meaning fairly new, this would be a back pain that is present for less than four weeks and chronic pain, um, which is present for more than 12 weeks. So it is actually, when I went back and looked at this, the sixth most most common health condition in the United States. So it's actually very, very high on that list. Um, And when we look at the cost, and this isn't just cost of seeing the doctor doing tests, but also when they factor in lost days at work and decreased productivity, it actually factors into about 12 billion, with a B, dollars per year um, in the United States. And again, like I said before, it's the leading cause of missed days of work. Uh, So, um, you know, why and what and how and, you know, what what do we do about it? So there's a lot of things. And again, um, like I've talked about before, um, you got to talk to your doctor because there's a lot of reasons that you could have low back pain. You know, most commonly is muscular, which if you didn't have a traumatic event, um, like falling off of a ladder, uh, and if you just turned or twisted in a weird way and you felt the spasm, you know, that's typically and usually muscular. And with a lot of these home remedies, it should resolve itself. But it can be other structural problems that can need some further testing or further intervention. So, with the disc, um, and the disc is the the cushion that is between each of the blocks, the vertebrae um, in your back. They can herniate, they can bulge, they can degenerate. There's different areas where you can develop arthritis. So there's little joints in the back, and you can develop arthritis of these little facet joints. You can get stenosis. Um, so you can either get stenosis of the actual spinal canal, which compresses the spinal cord, Um, or you can get stenosis in the little recesses where the nerve roots exit between each of the vertebrae. And you can even have things that can refer pain to the back. So it can be back pain that you feel, but it may not actually be due to the back itself. There's certain abdominal things like a a gastric ulcer. Um, You can have kidney problems and an infection such as pyelonephritis. So there's lots of different things. And if it's not your kind of mundane muscle spasm, it is really important you know, that you see your doctor and get checked out to make sure not one of these other things is causing the symptoms of back pain that you're having. Now, smoking is another thing. It's a modifiable risk factor that has been shown to increase the chance of developing back pain. Obesity, you know, you've heard me talk about this over and over again, but carrying that extra weight um, puts a lot more force and strain on the muscles and the discs and the joints, and that can increase your chance of developing problems in the back. Overall deconditioning, 
Um, and that can be due to numbers of reasons. You know, it can be short-lived if someone says, you know, I was busy at work and, um, or I was sick for a short period of time and I stopped exercising. But we've seen this a lot more um, during COVID as people have said, oh, my gym's closed, so I stopped going to the gym. And due to that decreased activity, decreased muscle strength, they've developed more back pain and just poor ergonomics, you know, whether or not you're sitting in a chair poorly or standing or lifting or working or doing stuff in the backyard, you know, if you don't have good body mechanics, um, that can lead to some abnormal forces on the back. So again, depending on what the actual diagnosis is or the cause of your back pain, there's a number of very specific treatments. But when we talk about just generalized, you know, acute muscular spasm back pain, the, the old treatments of bed rest not anymore. Uh, we know that that actually just adds to more problems, more weakness, more stiffness. So, you know, no more prescriptions of six weeks of bed rest. Um, and also, no more use of opioids, which, you know, is, again, is still a huge issue in our country. Um, but there is no evidence um, to support using opioids as a treatment for low back pain. You know, although common scenarios see the primary and see the ER, and it's like, you know, here's some Percocet, here's some Vicodin. Um, but more commonly and more frequently, and there's more evidence to support the use of things like Tylenol, which is acetaminophen, or NSAIDs, the anti-inflammatories like ibuprofen, which is Motrin or Advil, uh, naproxen, which is Aleve or some of the other prescription NSAIDs. Ice and heat can help. Gentle stretching can help. A home exercise program that really focuses on strengthening of those low back muscles, and especially the core, you know, including the abdominal muscles. Sometimes gentle massage, either given on your own or a professional massage, can help loosen up those muscles, and occasionally formal physical therapy. So if these are not mild symptoms, um, they're not symptoms that, you know, are acute because you turned and twisted and felt a spasm, um, and it's more significant or you tried some of these home remedies and things aren't going away, you know, seeing your doctor, they're going to do a full history and physical examination. They're probably going to get some x-rays. And then depending on your findings, they may get a special test like an MRI or a CAT scan. And then again, depending on what the actual cause um, of your symptoms are, uh, they may recommend other treatments. Occasionally, if it's just muscle spasms, there are some muscle relaxers, which may help some of these acute pains subside. Um, and if physical therapy and other exercises haven't helped, uh, and depending on where the problem lies, they may recommend injections. You'll see a doctor called a physiatrist. Uh, they're kind of pain doctors that specializes in injecting these certain areas, uh, depending on where the actual problem is. Or occasionally surgery. You know, if someone has a big disc herniation, it's pressing on the nerve root, um, which is causing pain. And this is the differentiating factor. I mean, if you have major things that we get concerned about, so a major compression on the spinal cord, you become incontinent, loss of bowel and bladder, you know, leg goes numb, foot muscle, you know, function of the leg is weak. You know, those are all more serious signs that you may have injured something that is putting pressure on or damaging a nerve. And those are things that need more prudent care evaluation treatment workup um, to make sure that no further damage occurs or permanent problems occur. Uh, but most of these are more for the generalized stuff. So uh, again, the, the Academy, the American Academy of Orthopedic Surgery has a really nice um, uh, info website. And what I'm going to do in the show notes is add a link of some uh, really good home exercises that you can do if you're kind of looking to go, well, I don't really know where to start and I'm having some symptoms. It's Saturday. I don't want to go to the ER. I'm going to see my doctor on Monday. Um, and it's just this muscle spasm. These are some exercises that you may look into. Uh, another great um, resource that a lot of patients that have suffered with back pain, you know, whether or not it's just from, you know, chronic, chronic 
scoliosis or mild arthritis, nothing that requires surgical treatment, um, is uh, Peter Goscu and his Goscu Method. He's written a number of books um, and he has a bunch of centers. And I'll put a link um, to their website also in the show notes that there's a lot of people that have um, become good followers of some of these practices to help uh, alleviate some of the symptoms that they have. And then also for any of the local listeners um, that are local here in San Diego, uh, there was a doctor who created a physical therapy place called Spine Zone, which is very specific um, for spinal problems. And I found them to be very helpful because, uh, again, you know, seeing people for the knee, you know, occasionally see people for the hip, but it's not really the hip, it's all coming from the back. Um, so these are patients that I initiate some of these home remedies, and when that doesn't work, you know, I have found and patients have um, told me that they've been really happy with the spine therapy care um, that they get just because these therapists are very subspecialized in the areas that affect the back. So they're focusing mostly on those muscles, ergonomics, posturing, core exercises, and it tends to help and improve their symptoms. But again, um, some of the best ways to prevent you from developing acute back pain in the future you know, is maintaining a healthy weight and maintaining a good level of exercise and focusing on the core, um, stretching, you know, even stretching of the hamstring muscles, which attaches to the pelvis and can tilt the pelvis and good ergonomics, you know, whether or not it's in your backyard on the weekends or at work or what have you, um, but being aware of those things which may predispose you uh, to develop low back pain can help any of these symptoms before they ever begin. So thanks again for listening. Keep an eye out for the show notes and I'll put links to those three things that I talked about. And until next time, stay safe. You've been listening to the Your Knee, Your Health podcast. I'm your host, Adam Rosen. Thanks for listening to the Your Knee, Your Health podcast. If you've not already done so, please subscribe so you'll be notified of future episodes. And if you enjoy what you're hearing, please take the time to leave a review. It helps other people like you find the show. I'm your host, Adam Rosen, and until next time, stay safe.